Victoria Gallagher has been called a worldwide leader in the field of hypnotherapy. She is a best-selling author, a life coach, and a renowned authority on the law of attraction. She is also really great at the business side of being a life coach, and I'll be picking her brain about that on today's episode of the Essential Coaching Skills Podcast. You are listening to the Essential Coaching Skills Podcast, a show devoted to uncovering the systems and the secrets that set the best apart where you learn how to take your coaching clients to the next level while you grow the coaching practice of your dreams. So sit back and relax, or sit up and get excited. Either way, you might want to pay attention. This could be important. Victoria Gallagher, welcome to the show. How are you? I am wonderful. How are you, Doug? (laughs) Good. I'm very good. Before we get on, we were just comparing notes because uh, Victoria is in Phoenix, Arizona, and I'm upstate New York, and the temperature differences are quite a lot. <laughs> they are. It's yeah. it's super cold here. It's 68 degrees. Yeah, I know. I don't Fahrenheit. know how you manage. Don't know how you manage. <laughs> it's going to be a low of 47 though. So, <laughs> oh, nice. Bundle up. Yeah, well, according to the thermometer outside, it's 30 degrees here in uh, where I am <laughs> in New York State, but uh, it's supposed to get down to somewhere around 11 this evening. So anyway, that's not why I asked you here. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> we asked you here to speak about essential coaching skills. And you, we want to hear from you, like, what does that mean to you? Who are you as a coach? Do you consider yourself a coach? You know, I did not go into coaching like as a, as a profession, it sort of found me. Um, uh-huh. and you know, I started off as a hypnotherapist, um, about 22 years ago and, um, you know, and, and so when you're a hypnotherapist, sometimes as you, I'm sure well know, sometimes your, um, your sessions just kind of turn into like, well, you know, we're not going to necessarily get into the hypnosis today because they have so much to talk about Mm -hmm. and um you know and and then some people would just seek me out over the years specifically uh, for coaching just because they wanted to figure out how do i do the things that i do how did I create my business or how did I become successful hypnotherapy? How did, you know, if I may stop you there for just a quick moment, that's, that's how I got to know you. I heard you speak at a uh, hypno biz conference Mm -hmm. and I thought this, this chick knows what she's talking about. This, this, this woman, you know, knows things that I need to know. And I, I sought you out to be my business coach for, I don't know if it was six months or whatever, but um, you helped me a lot in figuring out how, how to do some of the things that I am now doing, you know, teaching online and having online courses and doing uh, funnels for marketing and things like that. So yeah, I sought you out well, as a coach. Well, and I, I'd love to speak to that because I think that it, therein lies my big tip um, for, and, and technique or, you know, one of, one of the many that I could share, but at that time, I will tell you, I will be honest with you. I'd never coached anyone on their 
their business before mm-hmm. on, on making a funnel on making a, um, you know, and I was, um, you, you know, you being the, who you are in this business, in this industry, it was like, it was, a, it was a little intimidating really. Um, of course I had to answer you. It's like, oh yes, of course I do this. And, but then I had to take a step back and say, okay, you know, he might catch on at some point that maybe I don't 100% have the coaching strategy or coaching methodology. And so all I really know how to do is be authentic about what I know how to do. And so that's when I think you remember, I emailed you and I said, listen, um, you know, I do coaching, but I've never coached on this particular thing before. Are you still in? And you're like, of course I am. As a matter of fact, I think you said I'm even more in because you shared that with me and because I was vulnerable with you. And I shared that, like, you know, I can just tell you what I know. And I think that that's a good teaching point is to not try to pretend or put up a front like you know you that you have all the answers because a coach doesn't necessarily have all the answers what a coach actually does is draw from their student you know their um their client Uh, some some people are students some people are participants but um you know draw out from their uh, you know, their, their client, what it is that, um, that they want, what, what's getting in their way of having the result, what, and help them to chunk down, break down their goals. And, and, um, you're not really inputting anything you're, you know, for the most part, I mean, you know, it, it, and it depends on the kind of coach you are. I mean, if you're, if you're really teaching somebody like, okay, I I've built a funnel before and I can teach you how to build a funnel because I've done that. Um, but I don't necessarily know how to build a funnel for havening, (laughs) you know? And so I have to, um, help you to, get clear on what it is that, um, you know, what, what your challenges are and what your objectives are and, and, and ask you the right questions. And I think that's what a coach, what makes a really good coach is, is being able to ask the right questions. Cool. And I, I completely agree. How do you know what is the right question? How do you, how do you come up with the right questions to ask? You know, one one of the things I've um, done, I've started doing recently is ask, is getting doing a kind of a discovery, a really deep dive discovery questionnaire. So I have my clients actually think I- ahead of time, like it's almost like a coach call in and of itself. I'm just not present. <laughs> and so I have them really do a very deep dive. And from from that questionnaire, I study that questionnaire. And from there, I am able to formulate and, um, you know, ask, you know, like, you know, just literally whatever comes to my mind intuitively from this questionnaire. Um, So, you know, that they're, they're formulated um, really just from curiosity. Like I, you know, I just take a genuine interest and curiosity. I think about where they want to go and 
I put myself in their shoes and I, I think about, well, what would I need to, what would I need to do next and structure the questions in a way that helps them to arrive at that same answer. Cool. I like that. I like that. So Victoria, tell us a little bit about this. You said you went and got into hypnosis about 22 years ago. You know what? Hang on one second. My earbud, my AirPods are cracking up a little bit, breaking up, and I okay. just need to disconnect and reconnect. Okay, I'll just pause the recording for a minute. Um, can you restate the question? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sorry. Yeah, I said, well, tell us about oh, you. You have no years sound ago. now. Okay, I'm sorry. So, Victoria, let me just ask you. Um, you said you got into hypnosis about 22 years ago. Is that correct? I did. And were you doing anything before that? (laughs) No, I was just sitting on the couch watching soap operas, eating bonbons. I love bonbons. That's so nice. (laughs) No, prior to that, um, I was in the financial services industry. I worked for uh, Solomon Smith Barney um, as as a financial consultant. Uh And yeah, and I, and so I got into that, um, like in 1992. And, uh, so, you know, for about six years, uh, it was, it was going well and I was super, um, proud of what I did and, and excited to go to work every day. And I was kicking butt. I had started with about uh, 12 rookie brokers, which are all men (laughs) at the, at the, and I outlasted everyone and got myself into the corner office and had a great book of clients and all of that. And then one day um, I just like, you know, started to realize I wasn't passionate about that career anymore. And I couldn't seem to get up and go and do it anymore and get on the phone and dial for dollars and all the (laughs) stuff I was doing. And so I took a um, personal development seminar and, you know, I've been studying a lot of personal development that whole time and, you know, read lots of books, thinking grow rich and um, total self-confidence. And, you know, I just had a, a real deep interest in personal development and self-improvement. And when I took this seminar, we did a lot of closed eye techniques and I just, I, um, I really, really liked my experience with that and what, um, you know, just, I just felt transformed. I felt changed and I just wanted to share that experience with other people. And so I just sort of went on a little bit of a search on like how, what that looked like for me. Um, you know, was I just going to get a lot of people to come to this seminar? It did, that didn't seem to, to work. A lot of people, not, not everybody was like a personal growth junkie (laughs) wants to go and take a personal development seminar. Um, and so, um, so one day I just kind of stumbled upon, um, you know, cause I, then I decided that I wanted to just create this, um, website with a lot of, uh, hypnotherapy, uh, programs that people could just listen to in the comfort of their own home. But of course I didn't know if I, I didn't have any credentials to do that. And, um, so I became a hypnotherapist. I, um, you know, found, a just all of a sudden out of the blue, I was like, Oh, this is exactly what I've been looking for. I, I, you know, cause I didn't know if it was going to be like, 
somebody who teaches meditation or somebody who teaches visualization, like, and I didn't know, like, how do I know if I'm writing a great script and, and all of that just like was answered in one Google search when I came across the hypnotherapy school and, um, literally was starting the next class in like two weeks. And it was just a couple miles down the street. And I was like, okay, this is it. This is my, this is going to be my new career. And, um, so I, um, that, that happened in 1998. That was, um, like February, March, 1998. Yes. And, um, yeah. Cool. And that, that website that you were talking about developing, you developed, and it's hiptalk.com, hiptalk.com. And that's huge. I mean, it, I mean, last time I looked, you had like 500 different titles there and it was growing. You're adding to it pretty, at least you were adding to it pretty regularly. Is that still true? Is that still going? It is still going. And, you know, 500 is like sort, such an old number for me now. Like it's been at 500 for like five years. I actually am, I'm at a point right now where I've been just kind of like develop, you know, getting, um, all of that onto an app, um, my hypno cloud app and, um, it, getting, trying to get to a point where like, I can just n- create a whole bunch of more content because, mm. you know, times have really changed a lot, evolved a lot. And there's a lot, a lot of new problems out there. A lot of, um, things that I've learned about over the years that, that I really want to, um, help people to do through my hypnotherapy recordings. And so I'm going to be over the next, you know, few years creating a lot, lot more, uh, hit, you know, I, I, I anticipate that'll grow from 500 to a thousand before, too long <laughs> do you think when you say it's it, the numbers just you haven't changed the, the number there's actually a lot more recordings than 500 already there number one there are a lot more uh than 500 now i'd say it's probably upwards of 600 700 um yeah. but i just have not changed the number and i've also kind of slowed down on how much content i've been able to uh create just because mm-hmm. i just have a lot of different irons in the fire yeah, um but yeah this you know this next year though i do anticipate um pumping out a lot <laughs> more content good well, we will look forward to that and you also do other things. One of the things I also admire about you is that you do probably better than I do, but you, you, you and I both do what I refer to as multiple streams of income. Um, mm-hmm. I don't have nearly as many hypnosis titles as you. In fact, I slowed down a long time ago. I have like 10. Um, <laughs> it pales in comparison. But I have that and I have a book and I have, you know, products that people have purchased over the years, um, sleight of mouth, et cetera. But I also, of course, do coaching and I also, of course, do one-on-one hypnosis sessions and I also, you know, do uh, do classes. So you do all those things as well. So what else are you doing? I know you do um, s- seminars because I, I saw you at HypnoBiz and I also saw you at HypnoThoughts. So you do a lot of the hypnosis conferences. Is that a, a thing? I do. So, so yeah, the seminars um, kind of started about right after I wrote my book. 
Um, I decided that's, uh, the, I'm sorry. Yeah. Practical law of attraction. Nobody can see me pointing to it. (laughs) (laughs) Practical law of attraction. Yes. Go ahead. Yeah. You know, so right after I, you know, and, and, and that's, you know, um, when I, you know, when I realized that I need, I'm getting like tongue tied (laughs) because there's like, you know, how you want to say 10 things at a time. <laughs> at, the, at the same time. Um, so, you know, after uh, a good like 10 or so years as a hypnotherapist and hiring my own coaches, you know, and, and getting my website to this point where it was, um, you know, the 500 uh, hypnosis, you know, programs. Um, one of the things that I kind of realized and, and like every single coach that I ever hired told me, but I'm just like, no, I want to help everyone <laughs> with every problem. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and kind of what I realized is that, um, you know, that wasn't very effective. And so I decided to, that I really wanted to specialize in, um, you know, the manifesting uh, and, and law of attraction techniques and area. And so I kind of started to, I talk about that a lot and, and people really kind of started approaching me to talk about that. And, and so my very first, um, actually, yeah, my, you know, my very first book I, I decided to write was about practical, was about law of attraction and how to make it practical. And from there, I decided, you know what, I want to like teach this as a course. And from there, I decided I wanted to teach it live and in person and have this, you know, really high impact transformational uh, seminar, which really kind of circles back to the whole transformational seminar that I took that gave me that feeling like, you know what, it's time to move on. It's time to move forward in my life. Not that my seminar is anything like um, the seminar that I originally took, (laughs) but it is, you know, um, it is transformational. And, you know, so it's like one thing kind of led to the next. It wasn't like I I said, you know what, now I'm going to start another stream of income and I'm going to start another stream of income and I'm going to start another. It, it really was more about levels of touch, um, you know, and cause you can, you know, touch people, um, uh, through your book. Um, but you know, to take it even deeper than, you know, when they listen to it or they are watching and, and interacting with the course. And then of course, the deepest level of that, you know, is doing live work. And then of course, doing the one-on-one work, um, you know, with, with me personally, where we actually, um, you know, interact together personally and, and walk through a lot of the, uh, challenges that people have, you know, to manifesting. So, yeah, I mean, I have a a ton of different, I probably have about 10 different streams, um, of income. You know, I've got my funnels, I've got my, um, my books that I sell on Amazon. And, you know, interestingly enough, that was such an accidental form of income. Like I had no idea that the book would actually generate money. Like I, like a lot of other authors, I kind of thought the book was just going to be a tool for getting myself in front of, um, 
you know, in front of people and, you know, something that I could, you know, get me onto podcasts like yours, you know, uh, get me, um, you know, on stages and, and it has done all that, but it actually makes money. I mean, it, it actually is part of, you know, my, my income stream and sometimes makes more money than other times, but, um, it's, you know, it's fun, you know, to like, and I get to call myself an author and not only that, but a best-selling author. Um, so, you know, it's definitely, um, lots of different channels of income. And I think it's smart when you are a coach. Uh, that's one of the things I love to help people do is help them to come up with, uh, different ways, you know, uh, because, you know, you are going to limit yourself, um, when it's, you're just doing like the one, um, thing, you know, you only have so much time in a day, um, as a hypnotherapist or a coach or whatever. Um, and you can only charge so much, (laughs) uh, you know, and so, I mean, everyone that's ultimately successful at this, I mean, if you look at the highest of the highest, I mean, even, you know, Tony Robbins and, um, Brendan Burchard and, you know, they, they all have, products. They all have ways of making money, um, that, and I just saw that going into it. Like I didn't even, I didn't even have any intention on becoming a coach or a hypnotherapist. Mm-hmm. I got certified in hypnotherapy because I wanted to make my, um, recordings legitimate. Oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But then I, I said, Hey, you know what? I can just go ahead and open an office. And, and so I did, and I opened an office and I started seeing and practicing clients. And I'm so glad that I did that because, um, it really opened up my eyes to really see like what the actual, like, not just the made up conversations that I think people are having in their minds, um, to help them to solve their problems, but the actual, like, what are people actually saying to me during these sessions? What, you know, and, and so now I, you know, obviously I got the, you know, you, you have that, that real dynamic foundation for like, what, what do people really need to hear? Yeah, for sure. And I think that they not only feed each other, having multiple streams of income, feed each other income stream wise, but also, as you said, they inform each other. Because when you're making up scripts for a recording, you know, you you sit down, you write them, you think of interesting ways of saying them that may then go into a session that you do with somebody the next day. And you, you know, sort of allude to the same thing that you wrote in the script. But gosh, you know, I, it is a pet peeve of mine, let me just say, that some people are trainers of things without doing it. Because, you yeah. know, I've seen NLP trainers, I've seen hypnosis trainers who do these trainings, but they are not therapists or practitioners. They're not seeing people. But when you see people, you realize that theory only goes so far. When you're yeah. working with a human being, you know, technique has to be like a very flexible thing. And you've got to be able to listen. You've got to be able to, you know, be creative and and you know find new workarounds and that sort of thing that uh, you only get from working yeah. with actual human beings. And your know, technique is only a guideline. Yeah, you know, totally. it's it, you have to be able to use your. To me, so much of working with people is your is using your intuition. Mm. And, and really um, listening to them at a very deep level. Yes, um, yes, yes. And so it's, it's, um, 
I think that that's more important, honestly, than most of the techniques. I mean, it's good to, you know, you have the techniques, those are the rules, like you learn how to drive, you know, um, (laughs) you know, you know, you have to learn how to use those tools. Um, but you also have to be willing to be flexible. Sure. Absolutely. The person with but, the most flexibility wins. Ultimately. <laughs> <laughs> and I would like, just like to say a little plug for your book. I, I'm not by nature, a very woo woo kind of guy. I'm, I'm uh, you know, one of the reasons I love havening is because a havening has the backbone of the science behind it. it. It works. Yeah. Beautifully as well as anything else, maybe better. And it has that science behind it. Um, so I have always been skeptical of things like the law of attraction. It's like, well, it's not really a law, but maybe it is. But when I read your book, it's like, wow, this actually makes sense. You know, this, this practical law of occasion, maybe, maybe it's because it's coming from your background in, you know, finance and, you know, sort of very practical way of approaching life sort of thing. But, you know, that your book, the practical law of attraction is, I thought the best one I've read on the subject, not that I've read voraciously in that field but um i've read a few and I, well, like you know i really take that as a as a compliment coming from somebody like you and especially and you know honestly i will say this i'm a very skeptical person mm-hmm. and so i um you know i'm probably not as skeptical as the most skeptical people <laughs> out there obviously i have a very open i have a very open mind but i'm also very you know very suspicious and very skeptical of things and um but i you know i always knew that i was using some kind of mind jedi mind tricks you know when i was getting you know when i was doing things um and manifesting things and you know i've been manifesting things since i was you know i mean i was been aware of that since i've been in second grade um and Would you care to share a story about that please Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Um, Yeah, let me let me wrap up this this little thing. So I always had this um, kind of like prove it while I was writing my book. And I would like I would see some of my colleagues, like some of my colleagues that I knew were going to be skeptical of, of my material. And I spoke to them. I literally would have convert. Well, what do you need to know? What, you know, what, what is it that um, I can say? And I like literally in my imagination, like, what do I need to say to answer the questions that are going to inherently come up from, especially a lot of my more skeptical type colleagues. So I wrote it. <laughs> with the with these these you know these people you know in my mind um and um and so that's why it makes so much sense because i answered those questions before the you know anybody would would ask and um so um you know going back to second grade uh you know i I remember my very first um, experience of manifesting. I watched the sixth graders um, putting on the wizard of Oz uh, play. And, um, and I wanted to play Dorothy. Like I just 
you know, like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to play Dorothy in the Wizard of Oz. And um, well, you have to be in sixth grade before you can even try out. So it's like every year they would do it, you know, and I would see the Wizard of Oz again. It's like, yes, I'm going to play Dorothy in the Wizard of Oz when I get in sixth grade. And you know, third, fourth, fifth grade, sixth grade rolls around. I audition and I made it as the second, like the understudy. I didn't actually get chosen for the role. I got chosen as the understudy. So this whole time though, you know, I never, I didn't give up. I just, I kept like, you know, um, play was going to be in, I don't know, a month or two. And I just kept practicing and rehearsing. I just rehearsed it. Like, like as if I was going to be the, you know, the, the, the star. And um, then I got the phone call that the girl who was going to play Dorothy got sick um, and she couldn't, she couldn't do it. And so I was available, ready, very well rehearsed. And, you know, and I got to be Dorothy in the Wizard of Oz. And Did you, so the musical version, were you singing the? I sang. Yep. But can we, can we hear a little bit of. Um... <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, somewhere over the rainbow. Way up high, there's a land that I've heard of once in a lullaby. Wow, thank you. That's great. You, <laughs> you are, I, think, I believe, the first musical um, number on our on our podcast ever. That's a that's the first. Thank you. Thank you. That was great. That was great. So that's amazing. In sixth grade, you're you're Dorothy. Now, tell us the truth. Did you? How did you make her sick? How did you get her? I know. <laughs> it's you know I and I feel bad sometimes telling that story because I feel like sometimes people will think like I deliberately did something Poison to her. her, but it was like completely self-absorbed. It was completely like like not. Um, not anything about like something's going to happen to her, but it was like, really, it was about taking responsibility for the role because they, they did say like, you need to be ready to go just like a co-pilot, you know, needs to be ready to get into that. (laughs) I had a client for a number of years who was a, the the backup quarterback for Ben Roethlisberger. Mm-hmm. Who never friggin' insured? <laughs> he, he never sat down. My poor, <laughs> my poor client was on the sidelines, ready to go for like years. <laughs> he never, never, I think he did a couple kneel downs at the end of some blowout games or something. It's like let him in for a minute, you know. So, but other than that, yeah, you got to be ready. You got to be ready to go. It's a really interesting job, actually, to be a backup quarterback and you're ready to go at any moment, or a backup <sighs> lead of a play. Good lord. Yeah, no, yeah. you really do. I mean, because even though you may never get to do it, and that's all I was doing was just getting myself prepared, but still, you know, just visualizing and, um, and I, I mean, visualization, it just is, it, it, it can be very magical. It can, you know, really, and I, like, I don't really buy into a lot of like the magical thinking. I still, I still do. I still take a lot of action. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is something really interesting about visualization uh, that if you visualize something strong enough 
you know, I really think so much of it has to do with just um, being open and ready and seeing new opportunities as they, as they arise, you know, and it plays, you know, a huge role with the reticular activating system in our brain, showing us things, showing us what we're focused on, um, where if we're focused on other things, we wouldn't necessarily see the opportunities that we have available to take action on. Yeah. But, but your story is a great one because, you know, it isn't just, I sat in my room and visualized it is also you you practiced every day you were you knew the role you knew the lines you knew the songs you knew the choreography you, you know you were you were ready to go and i think that's kind of the balance that must be struck you know visualization i agree i think the law of attraction has a lot of merit without that you know you wouldn't know where you're going you don't know what you want you don't have that visualization and you combine that with you know doing work you know, constructing the funnels, you know, doing the things necessary to make your business run. Yeah, well, then we got we got a formula going there. Exactly. And that's what I loved about your book, too. It didn't leave that part out. It's a practical, you know, application of the, 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 um, the law of attraction. Exactly. It is practical. And, and, you know, I, I couldn't explain it any other way. I couldn't just leave people hanging on this whole notion of like, well, all you got to do is just raise your vibration. Um, and all you have to do is say these affirmations. And it's like, right. well, why is that? Why is that going to work? And I, you know, I, I myself I needed to answer those questions in order to, really feel like I'm giving a, a proper structure here, something that they can actually do about it. I, you know, and but inherently I'm kind of a doer um, by nature. I probably mm -hmm. fall a little bit more on the take action side of things than I, than I do on the leaving it up to the universe, you know, side of things, you know, to me, I think it's a, a it's a balance. It's really a balance yeah, of both because right. we don't have all the answers inside. We do need help. We do need to ask for support. We do need to ask to be shown, um, you know, whether you call the universe, your intuition or your subconscious mind or the super conscious mind or God, whatever, you know, mm -hmm. it, there is something that you need outside of you to help guide you. Yeah. Outside of your conscious mind, at least if you'd call it the subconscious, it's not outside you, but it's out of your conscious mind. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. So Victoria, you know, um, I could talk to you all day. This is fascinating to me. It really is. And the podcast is entitled the essential coaching skills. And I, I'd like to ask people, what do you think for you, if you were to talk to somebody who's starting off in coaching or wants to get better and be successful as a coach, what, what do you consider to be an essential coaching skill? I know we've talked about the, the importance of deeply listening and asking the right questions, and maybe that's already the answer to the question, but just putting it out there, what do you believe to be like an essential coaching skill? You know, I'm going to actually take a marketing uh, uh standpoint on this because oh, i cool. i think an essential coaching skill is the ability to market yourself beautiful i'm Be i'm delighted to hear you say that please because because let me just stop 
we've had a lot of people who answer that question and then I have to go on and say, well, what about, you know, making it a business? How do you make it a business? How do you, you know, market or whatever, but let's just start there because this is under, underlooked. I've had a lot of people in my own practice where I've taught them to be a certified hypnotist or certified NLP Mm -hmm. practitioner. And then they think because they have a shingle, because they have a diploma that, you know, the world's going to beat a path to their door. And that's all they need to do is put up a website and, I'll be successful. But tell us, tell us more about marketing, please. So, you know, I mean, the, you know, first of all, just to understand the fact that it, you know, a lot of times, uh, you know, people will go and they'll, they'll get certified in this and certified in that and certified in that. And they'll just get, you know, and, and I, I meet people year after year at conferences, you know, and they're getting, you know, trained, but they're still, they're still not doing any, any of the work, you know, there's, and so if you're, um, you know, you're not marketing yourself. Um, you're not actually being of service to, to anybody because nobody is sitting in front of you. Um, so I, so, you know, it really comes down to, um, knowing when you have an, you know, you, you have enough information. I mean, yes, you want to improve your, you know, skills, you know, every year and continue to, um, to, to, uh, to hone your skills and, and to continue to get more, more information. But at some point, you know, you've got to say, you know what, I'm worth it. And I'm, I'm, I'm good enough uh, as I am. And now it's time for me to, uh, you know, to, to get, to get clients. And I mean, marketing in and of itself could be a whole other episode, but I'm saying, you know, that that is the essential skill that a a coach needs to get in order to, um, to, to advance and get to the next level. Where, where Um, would a person start with that? Where would a person start with marketing themselves? It does, um, the very first, okay. The very, very first thing that you really need to know to market is, um, who, who do you want to be your, your target? Um, I think that that's probably one of the, you know, like, and cause marketing really in and of itself is, you know, about being where you need to be for who is looking for, your, you know, particular, uh, way of doing, you know, your, your particular services. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so it's, so, so to me the, it all starts with identifying who you want to work with. Um, that is probably the most, um, difficult challenge that I find that most people have is narrowing down, this is who I, um, this is the, the type of person I want to work with finding out like, what are their, um, what are their top issues that they're dealing with and, uh, and marrying those top issues with your, your very specific skills that you have on how do you, uh, you know, how do you, you solve those, those, those issues for them? How do you help them to solve that, those issues? Um, so it's really understanding your who. Um, and then knowing where do those people hang out, um, you know, where, like what kind of Facebook, uh, groups might they hang out in? What kind of magazines do they read? Like, where are you going, uh, to find those people learning to, to speak 
their language. Um, because, you know, uh, salespeople speak a completely different language from, uh, you know, somebody who works in a restaurant or who, you know, whoever your people are, you know, what, what kind of language and you really want to understand how they, how they speak. Um, once you kind of like get all of that understanding of who your, uh, who your person is, where they hang out, um, creating some sort of a, a magnet, a lead magnet, you know, for them that you give away entirely for free that solves a tiny little bit of, of their problem. Um, and having a website or a funnel, um, that you can give that, that, you know, lead magnet away to, um, and then really from there, uh, you know, it's, it's about what, where do you want to take them next? You know, what is their, what is that customer journey that, you know, what is the ultimate thing that you're, going to have them do, or, you know, as do you have a system? Do you have an eight step, you know, coaching system? Do you have a three-step do you, you know, do you just want to see people one-on-one? What, where are you taking them? What is the ultimate thing that you want that person uh, to do with you and, and structuring that, that journey along the way, it starts off with your free lead magnet. Maybe then, you know, they might be ready to um, take a little, you know, course with you. And, you know, from that little course, maybe they're also ready to sign up for a a free discovery call. I think discovery calls are a really, really great way to get people in front of you and, and to walk them through the process of what they need to do next. And, and, um, most of the people that I see, um, have, you know, have, have come from just, signing up for a free discovery call Mm. and, you know, and, uh, 15 minutes and, you know, and, and that gives you enough time to ask the right questions, ask them about their problems, ask them, um, you know, what their life would be like when this problem is, is resolved and, you know, help to just kind of give them like, you know, just a little taste of what it's like to work with you. Um, so, you know, those are just a couple of, I mean, again, like going into this whole marketing thing. I mean, it could, that that's like a whole course or a whole, <laughs> whole day, you know, in and of itself. But those are like a couple of tips. Well, I you can know, happily that... have you back on again, if you want to tell us more, but you know, goodness gracious, that sounds like work, Victoria. Can I just like visualize stronger? Can I just, um, <laughs> I think, you know, visualizing the, the result and the game and, you know, plan will help you to, and you don't necessarily have to do all the work, you know, you can, there's people out there that'll help build your, help build your funnel, help, you know, help you get clear on your, um, create your, your lead magnet, help you with your follow-up email series, help you, the people, there are people that'll help you to, uh, you know, guide you through that discovery call process to figure out like, how do you even create a discovery call? How do you close Mm -hmm. on your discovery call? And that's probably been one of the biggest things for me um, is to know like, okay, I don't have to do everything all by myself. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, cause so many people, you know, and it, you know, it's, it's not as expensive as you would think, 
um, to hire people to do things for you, you know? Um, so, you know, there's help, there's help out there to, you know, to create all, all these things, but you do have to kind of know what, you know, what you want and, um, where you're taking people and what to create and, um, and, and get a little bit of an overview. And then mm-hmm. you can kind of figure out like, okay, I need to outsource this. I can outsource that. This I can right. do myself. Right. 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 Yeah. I, I can tell stories about having built a website myself and then discovered that I couldn't make it work. So I got the instructor who taught me how to build the website to, um, you know, give me an hour of his time, not give me, but let me pay him for an hour of his time. And he like made the whole thing better, so much better in an hour that it's like, why did I bother doing this all myself in the first place? I didn't. Yeah. So I've never done it again. (laughs) I hire people to do those things because it's just cheaper ultimately because I'm working yeah. on the things that are I'm good at and they're working on things that they're good at. They do it faster. They do it better. Um, I will also say this. Sometimes you can outsource it to the wrong people. So you have mm-hmm. to be a little careful of that. I remember somebody offering to make a video and they wanted to charge something like $6,000 to do this 30 second video. And then I looked at some of their videos online, the sample videos, and they're terrible. So thank God I didn't hire these guys. You know, there are a lot of people like people who teach courses in coaching or hypnosis or whatever, who don't see clients, sometimes they don't really know what they're talking about when it comes to teaching the courses. So they might say, yes, I can do that for you, but they can't really. So you have to, you know, be a little cautious. Yeah, you definitely, I've learned that the hard way with, you know, app development. I mean, you definitely do have to know. um, Yeah. I mean, you have to be able to, and, and it, you know, all of this kind of comes from, experience, but also just kind of knowing what the right questions are, uh, mm-hmm. you know, to mm-hmm. ask and, uh, you yeah. know, and not being afraid to ask people, uh, to, to, to show you, um, the, the proof, yeah. uh, you know, of, of what they, what they're able to, to do. Right. And if you, you know, you do things like if you want somebody to let's just say hypothetically do a ghostwriting for you for a book or whatever, get a number of people who are ghostwriters to write a sample chapter and Mm -hmm. have them, each of them write, you know, the first chapter of the book and then look at them and see which one you like, and then hire that person for the rest of the book. You know, stuff like that is an example strategy of ways you can, you can vet people to get the right people. But I love the idea of knowing who you want to be talking to in a sense um, even to build an avatar, uh, 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 example person, you know, this is Alice. She's my mm-hmm. ideal client. She's, you know, 35 years old, mother of two or whatever. You know, you just build this, you know, imaginary person who fits the parameters of your ideal client. And then you mm-hmm. write your material to Alice, you know, to this person, to this avatar. Exactly. And, you know, not only that, but, you know, if you really think about it, I mean, being good at marketing is also going to help you get better at what you do um, because, well, it's going to give you more experience because you have more people coming to you, but you, (laughs) you have, um, you have the type of person uh, that, you know, you're just going to keep getting better and better at at dealing with that type of person. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and, and like, that's why, you know, for me, like, I don't deal with anybody that has any trauma. 
um, you know, like serious childhood wounds. I don't deal with anybody that has, um, you know, health issues. I don't deal with any of that because you know what? I don't deal with those people. So I would be doing a disservice. I deal with people who are having, um, you know, want to quit their day job and, you know, become an entrepreneur and, or people that are already entrepreneurial and, Mm -hmm. you know, um, want to take their business to the next level. And, you know, and that's, I know that that's who I deal with and that's who I get better and better. You know, I feel, I, you know, I do some soulmate work, you know, as well, cause I've done that and, you know, I don't, but I don't do anything that I don't, know how to do myself, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and, and I think yeah. that that's a really, really good, um, you know, tip. Uh, for, yeah. yeah. Would you say that you have a lot of people that you regularly refer to? Do you have like, you know, doctors or psychiatrists or whatever, that if somebody comes to you with deep family trauma or whatever, childhood trauma that you'd say, okay, well call this person or call that person. Do you have those referrals that you're you know, that would actually be a good, I don't get a, a lot of people kind of know not to call yeah, right. me for that, you yeah. know, because like it, you know, my, every, all of my uh, marketing is structured to not right. even really re- get those kinds of calls. Sure. Um, it probably would be a good idea to have a little resource page of, uh, or at least, you know, something um, that, you know, so I just, I usually just tell them I, that's just not something I deal with. Um, but I don't have the actual lists or referrals of people that do deal with that. Uh Got it. Cool. So, and, um, so we talked about hiptalk.com. There other website that most people go to these days is victoriagallagher.com. Is that correct? With the M Victoria M Gallagher.com. Yeah. If you go to Victoria Gallagher, that's not that, that doesn't have, um, any website built on it. Um, I tried to get that domain, but that somebody else owns it. (laughs) (laughs) So Victoria M Gallagher, which is spelled G A L L A G H E R. So Victoria M Gallagher.com for, for more information and to get hold of Victoria. My goodness, we've run out of time. Um, I'm so grateful to you for giving us a, just a taste of what you have to offer to people. Oh, just I'm... Vast <laughs> clearinghouse of information. So, uh, <laughs> well, thank you so much. I am so grateful that you reached out to me to uh, be on your podcast. I'm honored. And, um, you know, you're, you know, an amazing person, amazing, uh, you know, hypnotherapist, havening specialist. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you know, (laughs) no, but seriously, I, it's, um, like I said, the the first, the first day I met you, I said, I need to know more from this person. She really knows what she's talking about. And I, I didn't hesitate. I went up to you at intermission of the conference i said you know do you do coaching i need you i need you to help me i remember that clearly <laughs> yes that was that and was I also awesome remember the, the look of shock on your face when i asked you to it's, it's like uh <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah of course i do <laughs> and then of course you know then the then a the little like okay <laughs> i need to uh come clean here <laughs> That was great. <laughs> so glad I did that. And so glad I had you on the show today. So thank you very much. Me too. Hopefully we'll see you again for, for more. 
of your tips and tricks of your very successful hypnosis and coaching. Thank you. I would be delighted. Thank you so much. Thank you. Well, that's our show for today. Thank you so much for joining me. If you want any more information about today's show, please visit our website at www.essentialcoachingskills.com. Be sure to tune in again next week for our next episode and discover even more about the systems and the secrets that set the best apart.